How often do we consider the mental health in our children? In today's Stories of Hope, we discuss the efforts in the community and how we keep our children's needs in focus. Stay tuned. Welcome to Stories of Hope. I'm Christine Hotchkiss. Each week I bring you stories that inspire, educate, and give you hope. I want to thank my sponsor and podcast producer, The Motivated Mind Group. This weekend, I had the honor of moderating a panel here in Chandler, Arizona, talking about mental health in our children. That is such a big topic, and we broke it down this weekend in front of 45-plus Phoenix youth. Being among so many kids in this group and specialists advocating for such an important topic, I was overwhelmed at times. My guest today is David Jones from Positive Image Sports. His organization sponsored this event together with Tanner Community Development Corporation. Welcome, my guest, David Thank Jones. Thank you so much. Yeah. Pleasure working with you. Pleasure to be here. It was, it was a little bit of a challenge, but it turned out to be a great success because we had such a diversity of an age of children, six right. to what, 18, 20, I don't know. Um, yeah, um, you know, there was a couple of things that, that, that I noticed during this particular event. Uh, number one, everyone was engaged, and that means that the panel did a great job. So hats off to you facilitating that with all the panel panelists that were there. Uh, secondly, while the kids were engaged, you gave them something to think about. Um, and I think that was, was important as well because they gave you a lot of positive feedback. So I, I enjoyed sitting in the stands just to be a visual part of it. And the message that we were making sure we were giving to the kids was, we talk about mental health, and mental health is such a big thing. And one of the questions was asked, do the kids understand what mental health is? Yes. That I wanted to make sure, because there are so many things we as adults understand the breakdown, but do they understand so they don't have a breakdown? We had a six-year-old that mm -hmm. stood up mm -hmm. and boldly on the microphone said yes. I loved that interaction with and a And she small described one. it as saying, it's when your physical brain and your mental brain is challenged. A six-year-old. Oh, that was great. That was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, there were so many different categories we broke down because of the panel that we had. I think we had, what, six panelists? Six, yes. Um, just to reiterate who those panelists were, I had two of mine. One, I'm going to give uh, the name of Christine, excuse me, Councilwoman Christine Ellis out of yes. Chandler, Arizona. And then we also had Paula McCall, who is from the Semicolon Society. And who were the other panelists? Well, Clyde Miller. Clyde Miller is pretty much part of the glue team at Tanner Community Development Corporation. Clyde has his hand and his hat in pretty much every single grant and program that goes on through TCDC. Um, we also had, I'm drawing a blank here, we had Linda Arroyo. Linda um, works with family partners through also Tanner Community Development Corporation, and she does a fabulous job working to keep families, getting them the information and the tools that they need to keep families on the right path. So um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, James, James from Whole James Wholeness. was Wholeness to Peace. Yeah. Um, he was the counselor that was there. So if there were any children or parents who wanted some additional information during or, or following um, our, our uh, conversation, he was on hand to do that. He did a fabulous job. Uh, I think that was it. Am I missing someone? Uh, I think like there's a, a Sylvia or a Sylvia. 
I don't remember her name. She came on at the last minute, so I apologize for not giving her credit. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she was with Holiness to Peace also. Okay, okay. Yeah. I um I thought it was great that Miss Linda, as I addressed all of our panelists, Mr. or Ms., so that the kids didn't have to figure out the last names, right, right and get confused. They're already there going, we just want to watch a movie and eat popcorn and have fun. Right. We had to make them think, like the young lady said, how our brains had to think. And I love that we opened up with Miss Linda doing a breath exercise. Yes, yes. Um, and, and it was it was amazing watching the parents and the facilitators and the teachers that were doing that and how they reacted and responded to it. And then when the parents did it, the kids followed suit. Mm-hmm. And so we had four and five-year-olds sitting there doing the breathing treatment. So, so now we want to break it down. Our audience didn't have a parent for each child. No. So let's give a breakdown as to this group of kids that was there, because that I think is where people need to understand that not, and I said this to the kids, not every family really has a mom and a dad. This was a different dynamic. Yes. Um, Most of the kids there had uh, support. Mm -hmm. Let's use that Mm -hmm. word. Um, A lot of kids have come through some very troubling times. And this was huge for them. They don't get to do this that often in just getting away and being able to talk about how they're feeling. Uh, Most often, one of the mistakes we make with children is we almost tell them how they should feel in every situation, you know, even to the point of pain. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a kid falls down and gets hurt, and we want to tell them, stop crying, that didn't hurt. Right. You don't know. You didn't experience it. No, no. And so this was an opportunity to, to get kids all together, and let them understand that they also have a voice to talk about how they feel. And through mental health, whether it's depression, whether it's suicide, all these things were talked mm-hmm. about at this We this also event. talked about bullying. We talked about a safe place for the kids to be able yes. to go to a person. It doesn't always have to be an immediate parent. Sometimes right. the parent is the one that's hurting us. And so we want to make sure the child that feels that they're safe to talk about whatever they're not feeling so safe about. That was a very interesting point. Um, There was a young man that was Mm -hmm. in the very front Mm -hmm. and stood up, and he talked about how he's not even allowed to bully his little brother. And then when he talked about that, just so happened his dad was there, Mm -hmm. and his dad got up and talked about the reason that I instilled that in my oldest son is because I was bullied. And every kid in there was Right. Just full attention. Right. So I thought I thought that was great. And that was when one of the other kids in there said um, that they, they that that's where the safe thing came right. into place. And right. I was like, we're going to play on that one because at that age, the kids are looking to the adults. And I reiterated this to the kids. Just because we're an adult doesn't mean we have the answers. But you want to have someone you can feel safe and you shouldn't right. have to feel like you're in trouble. Right. Remember right. someone yes. said, I don't want to feel like I'm in trouble. No, I never want anyone to feel like they're in trouble. But that seems to be the thing that was the fall down or the fall down that they got. I'm like, no, let's work with this one. And then there was the closeout from an adult who stood up and raised her hand and said, sometimes it's the adults that get bullied by children. Yep. 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 So that became a topic as well. So. And then we also talked about um, Mr. Clyde and what he what he does, how, what he represents. And we talked about alcohol. We yes. talked about drugs. We talked about the escaping that someone goes to when they're not feeling so great or they're trying to fit in. You know, I, and I came back and my executive director, um, I had a conversation with him and I said, I think the, the best part of all of this was it wasn't a lecture. 
Mm-mm. It was a point where some information was was given, and then there was a response mm-hmm. following it, mm-hmm. and I think that was tremendous. So hats off, you guys did great. I did great. I uh, thought we were coming in on one thing, and we talked about a lot of things, yeah, and I think yeah. that I walked away going. Wow, I learned something from even the other panelists that I didn't even know who they were and what they were doing. And it flowed. And the one thing I made sure that the kids also felt that I had them repeat, because kids have to repeat to understand what's being mm-hmm. said, was that they're important. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I sat up in the stands to see who was actually following that. And it was one kid. I know he was just, he was just sitting on his mom's lap, I, I'm thinking, and he could barely even talk. He may have been two or three years old, and he was trying to say it, and he was yelling it just as loud as the other kids. So they were totally engaged. Well, totally and here's engaged. the other thing that, that we wanted to make sure, as a panelist and as, as a, a representation of what we were there for, is I want to say Councilwoman Christine Ellis um, and another individual mentioned the brain. Yeah. Um, the kid that brought up the brain... Um, no, were you referring to it the was young the lady? Hand. It was our hand. Yeah, Remember we right, said what the right. hand represented, which was the emotions, was our right. thumb. The rest of it was our thinking right. and how we can get into an uh-oh mode if we allow just this one right. part of emotion to get covered by the thinking that we need to actually say, no, no, don't get stuck in yeah. that particular emotion. If it, you know, after this was over, all the kids watched Spider-Man and I started to listen to some of the kids and they're conversation about the movie and I thought it was pretty deep for me as an adult Spider-Man yeah okay yeah I just I thought it was personally I just thought it was one too violent two it had too many storylines that I didn't think the kids could keep up with them all okay and they did okay so two of the kids afterwards the next day Sunday yeah Sunday at church they came and I had a conversation with them after church and we're sitting there and he's telling me and he was seven He's sitting there, and I'll say his name, Prince, is sitting there, and he's giving me all this feedback about what he saw and understood about the movie. Wow. And I'm like, well, yeah. If he figured that out, what we talked about, they got it. There's a message in every movie, but that doesn't mean everyone's going to get yeah, it. The movie, yeah. But and, and we had talked prior to the actual event, and that was... Who's going to be paying attention? Who's not going to be paying attention? It was my goal to make sure everybody of all ages, and I included the yeah. adults too. Yeah, you did great. I don't, I don't know what you did. If you gave them something, if you blackmailed them, <laughs> you know, you have a great. I call her your assistant in here. Maybe she bullied them. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I, you guys did a great job of capturing that moment and, and I'm and, glad and finding feeding and fencing is what I'll call it well I wanted to walk away if I was the only voice and then my panelists were the only voices that these kids could remember and get a, a strong message out of that would put them through another day because yeah. we don't know where these kids are going to no. go in their future we don't even know their current situation now we know what we had for that time that they were with us and so if we were able to program a little bit in there that was going to be good for them then I knew that that was something we all could do for them and that yourself included because you had helped put this together I love doing these projects Tanner um, TCDC is great at allowing me to um, create different projects you know I always I've used this as my philosophy you know McDonald's Burger King and Wendy's all sell burgers but 
McDonald's is really wiping the floor with Burger King and Wendy's. Sorry if I got any Wendy's or Burger <laughs> King fans out there. But McDonald's is wiping the floor with them. And mm-hmm. I tell everyone it's their secret sauce. And I don't mean the food. Um, McDonald's does work in the community. You don't hear that from Wendy's and, mm-hmm. and, and, and Burger King. And because of the Ronald McDonald House, I've never seen it in my life. But they're always raising money for it. They're always doing things kid-related. And so when you focus on children and you focus on things that will enhance the lives of other people, you don't have to market yourself much. Your product is going to market itself. And I wish everyone would just start, sit back, look at who am I enhancing with what I'm doing, and it will give you some idea of how you're going to continue to reach people in your community. And so I, I applaud TCDC for giving me the opportunity to use my gifts to do these things. And they're based out of what part of the valley here? In they're North? in downtown Phoenix. Okay. Um, uh, you know, it's the oldest historic African-American church in Arizona, uh, and they have a umbrella, which is, you know, their nonprofit organization that's under the church, and it allows us to go out and do things in the community. And you just made note that this was specific to the African-American community. It is, but it isn't. Um, the target is the African-American community, but we don't separate. You know, there are times then when these kind of programs, the African-American kids, thoughts, family challenges are pu- kind of pushed to the side. So there are times that we're giving grant dollars to come back in, bring the African-American family back together and sit down and just have good old fashioned conversations about life mm. with them. And so um, TCDC specializes in that. I'd have to say whether it's that organization or any other organization, we've lost that sit down and talk about what really needs to be talked about. So I'm thankful for organizations such as Tanner to be able to say, we're going to do that. We're going to do it on on the time where you're going to be comfortable and you're going to be okay with saying, this is what I want to talk about. Right. Because there's topics people don't want to talk about. No. Um, You know, and I say this in in all my failed relationships. (laughs) 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 I'll say this. You know, if if you don't tell me what has affected you, mm-hmm. if I subconsciously take you back down that road and I don't know I've done it, then 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 how do you get better and how do I keep from taking you down that path that was traumatic for you? I need to know what you experienced. And we just don't want to talk about these things. They're so traumatic that we don't understand. The healing comes from the release also, but we don't want to do that. No, no, and we're not going to go back to the 2020 time frame where we were very divided on different ways, yeah, and yeah. and now we're coming out of it still three years later. Um, I, I pray we're coming out of it. Yeah, yeah, but that's where people like you and I and Tanner and other yeah, organizations yeah. say we're going to take a stand and get back into our community and get the people connected. So I know you don't really represent Tanner, but you are very familiar with Tanner. What is their main I do. Goal? I represent Tanner. Oh, you do? Yeah. All I right. Mean, you're I representing. I have everything except a tattoo on my right shoulder. <laughs> we're going to have the, to talk about that with I'm the executive director. I'm actually the community. Well, he loves me. He loves me. I'll just say that on air. He loves me. <laughs> he's sitting in here. <laughs> he is, he's sitting in here. Um, no, I... Um, I enjoy doing this. This is, this is, you know, as a child, you know, my childhood was very traumatic. Um, I had a father that was abusive. Um, one day he really 
uh, assaulted my mom, broke her ribs, broke her jaw, and the neighbors next door called the police. The police came, they arrested my father. Um, the next day, I went to school. Uh, when I got to school, a friend of mine, Troy, I'll never forget it, we were in my art class with Miss Rivers, and I went to sit down, and Troy pulled my chair out, and I hit the ground. And when I hit the ground, I got up, and my first instinct was to punch Troy. And I had never gotten in trouble before. Mm. So I got up, and I just punched Troy right in the face. So I got suspended for five days. And so the principal, Dr. Bell, called my, grandma, uh, called my mother's house, didn't get an answer, called my grandfather's house, and my grandfather answered the phone, and he figured, I better come and get you, because if she comes to get you, it's not going to be good. Nope. And my grandfather picked me up, and he decided to take me fishing. We went fishing. While we were fishing, he fell off the boat and drowned. It took them eight hours to find me drifting in a boat in 1977. Oh, no. And I was 12 years old. And um, it made the news back in D.C. And um, my uh, the Washington Redskins, and back then they were Redskins, they're the commanders now, um, it, when it made the news, Harold McClinton, who played middle linebacker for the Washington Redskins, um, he became my mentor. He came to my house and said, hey, I'm going to take care of you the rest of the summer, school year, blah, 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 blah. So he took me school clothes shopping the next year, did all of this. And in August, they played the Chicago Bears. Four months later, it was at RFK Stadium. He had already told me, I'm coming to pick you up to take, you to Shakey, take me to Shakey's Pizza okay. after the game. And uh, on his way to my house, a, a lady got a flat tire on the 295 BWI, and he pulled over to help her, and he got hit and killed by a drunk driver. Oh, my goodness. So he just lost my father, my grandfather, and my mentor all within four months. And so my life story was I, did never, I never wanted another kid to experience the loss that I had to feel. So it was difficult. And, um, you know, to this day, I'm still challenged by that. I but, think. But every time I sit in these theaters or these other programs and I remind myself, you were there once. I've, I've yeah. taken that negative and turned it into these positive for all these people. I myself have had a few of my own trials and stuff from childhood. People know me for other things here as an adult, but I had my own too. And I think that's where I was able to stand in front of that theater. And same thing with your stories right. and say, I don't want these kids to feel like they're alone. They don't have a safe person. They don't have a safe place or they can't talk about something that really matters. And again, I told the kids, you don't know where your future is going to take you. Yeah. And don't ever look at yourself thinking someone's got something else going on because that is not always the case. There might be a smile on the face, but that doesn't mean that it's a smile right. on the side. You know, we're doing whatever we can. So. I take back what I said about the association with Tanner because, yes, you do understand, and I'm glad that you do, and I do too. And that's what I think we're supposed yeah. to be doing is teaching one another the different things in life that are available to us. I love this connecting, um, you know, uh, you know, meeting you through Councilwoman Christine mm -hmm. and, and all the people who are now coming on board. Uh, it's allowing me to continue to grow the work that TCDC has, has, has laid on my, my, my plate. Um, but it's also connected me to some great people to have the same visions that I do. So I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we have these organizations and we have someone yeah. that actually can see I know what they're doing, not just because I can, can sponsor them. I really have a heart with what right. they're doing because right. that makes a big difference. Right. You can't go and say, I can do this, and you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, we, um, I'm, I'm actually heading another program in October that you're going to be an ambassador for. 
Oh, yes. Do tell about this one. This one's actually fascinating. Yeah. So all you <laughs> listeners out there, I need you to really hear this. In Chandler, we're looking to break the Guinness's Book of World Records for the most people dribbling a basketball at one time. So if you can take your nails off for 15 <laughs> seconds, put on tennis shoes instead of heels, we'd love to have well, I got part of that I can do. I know You're about fine. the other. I don't have the You're nails, fine. but the heels might be a problem. I could just, what size shoe do you wear? Don't tell us. Don't tell us. I can do barefooted. No, we're going to be on a cement. You'll sprain the an ankle and go home before we dribble. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that sounds like a really great thing to do. And it's then- going to be fun. It's it's We're looking to raise money for cancer, mm-hmm. um, cancer research, cancer science. Mm-hmm. Um, the money's going to Relay, Relay for Life, nice. uh, Tanner Community Development Corporation, Wholeness to Peace. We have about eight other organizations that are going to benefit. So 100% of the proceeds are going to 501c3s okay. um, here in the Valley. And it's twenty dollars to register, and here's the here's the great part: we're raising all this money for cancer, but after we dribble, all the athletes they're going to be they're going to be signing the basketballs, and we just got Larry Holmes yesterday. Nice. So we have the former boxing champion coming out, and Myers Drysdale, who's a basketball Hall of Famer, uh, Jeff Malone, uh, Olden Polonese. We have just a boatload of people coming out. So you can visit visit us at our website on. Uh, dribble for the number four cancer dot com to register. Perfect. So I'm gonna hold you responsible for for oh. at least twenty people because I know you have twenty friends. I just gotta figure out what shoes to wear since I can't wear heels. I'll let you wear heels. Matter of fact, I can do it in heels. Matter of fact, I, I'm setting up a seniors tent. I am not no senior. Figured out to get her attention. So the seniors tent, what we're doing is we're going to put tables and chairs in the seniors tent. We're going to set up a floor for them so they can dribble and they don't have to stand up for a long period of time. We're going to put drinks in there. Non-alcoholic seniors because it's early in the morning. Right, right. And uh, we're going to have a lot of music. We're going to invite a lot of guests to come out and perform live. And it's going to be a celebration uh, right there in in Chandler. This is back with with Tanner, we're going to have volunteers yes, with them too. Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. So, and me being an ambassador, I have no idea what that title requires, but that I'll be. be I'll there. tell you about it. I'll tell you about <laughs> it. I, I know who I can get for security. <laughs> oh, so I have one final question. But before I do, is there anything that you want to share more about Tanner? Being that they are in the community, you're a part of their community the outrage of it that I did not ask. You know, it, I, I invite people to, you know, check us out, go to the website and look up Tanner Community Development Corporation. Um, there's a place that we, you want to donate so we can continue to give, uh, do projects out in the community like we're doing. We want to continue to grow. We give a lot of literature out in every one of our events, uh, whether it's drinking, alcohol, whether it's tobacco, the damage that's done, uh, if you need of services for your family, counseling, uh, we do it all. And so if there's an organization out there that's looking to partner with us in our work in the community, we'd love to have you. Just visit us on our website and come sit down. Let's, let's break bread and talk about it. My boss has got a nice paycheck so he can pay for the food. And your tattoo. <laughs> my tattoo. <laughs> I wanted to bring this back full circle before I ask my final question, and that mm-hmm. is we were sitting here, we started this out with mental health and the message that we want to, to give to everybody it doesn't matter what walk of life or or age you are is that it's okay to not be okay but don't stay there and always find someone that's gonna make you feel safe to talk about what you're uncomfortable about 
and uh, that you are safe wherever you are. It doesn't always have to be someone in your home. It could be someone outside your home, a teacher, a counselor, someone from church. These things that we talked about in our sh in this, sh this uh, event last weekend about bullying, not acceptable children or adults, um, and we do need to communicate more with one another. So mental health is such one, it's a one word, but there's so many facets to it that um, if someone doesn't have an answer, find someone that will get you an answer or get you the help that you need. Yeah. yeah. So now is the real question. <laughs> oh, God. I love asking this question because if I only had one question to ask, you know, the one that loves to ask questions, to get an idea about someone, it would be this question. Okay. Ready? What message would you like to leave everyone based on your journey of your life? Wow. Um, I shared this with you before we, we got on air. Uh, my, my son called me uh, Sunday morning on my way to church and um, his uh, grandfather, um, he stopped by to see him. There's a three hour time difference. He's on the East Coast. Of course, I'm on the West Coast. He went into his room and asked him if he wanted something to eat and he said, yeah, could you make me some toast? And he went in the kitchen, put butter on toast and brought it back to him. When he brought it back, he, was, he had passed away just in that three minutes of putting that. And my son was giving me that information on Sunday. Um, I, when I got to church, I sat in a parking lot for about 15 minutes, and I'm having this conversation with my son. And another good friend of mine called me from Washington, D.C., and she's had some challenges over the last few months. Um, and I didn't take her call because I was talking to my son about my grandfather's passing. And by the time church was over, um, Maryland Police Department, MPD, called me and she had taken her life. And so I'm sitting there in church and the pastor just preached a message about don't throw in the towel. Mm. And it was doing praise and worship. Mm. And so I will have that visual in my head now because the time that I got that message was the time he was giving the message with the towel. Mm -hmm. um, I just encourage people to get help. Um, I'm too, you know, I've struggled with depression over the years. Um, I was taking a medication that I didn't know enhanced how I felt. And I didn't read the prescription to see that it enhanced depression. And, um, you know, I, 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 my, my thing is, if, if you need help, seek help. Mm -hmm. Don't just try to battle this thing because a lot of times it's a chemical imbalance and you're not in position to cure it yourself. Mm -hmm. So I encourage people to seek help, get the help that they need in order to um, battle this this challenge because depression is a disease. It is. And then I, uh, I want to add to that. I tell people all the time, this is going to get you. We are going to be passed away longer than we lived. So how are you living your life? Right? And what yeah. happened in the two stories that you just shared, and I'm very sorry to hear that you have to deal with that. Emotions are very hard. It goes back to what we were telling the kids with the five, you know, mm -hmm. with the hand. But emotions do capture us. But then we also have to think about it, which sounds like someone taking their own life, the, the emotion got the better of them. And that's, that's the, the bad part and the sad part. With both 
of the situations you just shared, life is very fragile. Very. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. I, and, I, and I'm thankful that, you know, I, I'm a joyful, playful kind of guy. And, you know, I didn't know which way I was going to come across today. Um, but I wanted to be serious enough to know that mental health is so, so important. And if we saved or changed one life, mm-hmm. this episode today, is, it was worth it. Yeah, I agree with you. And we can do that even if we're not in a studio or in, right. a, in a theater. How we talk to people throughout our day, you don't know if that stranger just needed a smile or said, hey, you look great today or whatever the compliment is. You don't know what someone's battling. So, yeah, everyone could use that uplift. So thank you for being serious and having fun. And I'll uh, look for the design of the tattoo you talked about. (laughs) Cut that. No. Thank you for being my guest today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for it. having me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for allowing me to, to be a spokesperson on, on, on this. And again, um, hopefully we'll talk again as we approach Dribble for Cancer 2023. We will, and we'll provide that information. We'll do. All Thank right. you so much. Thank you. This inspiring story was brought to you by MMG, your global creative agency based right here in downtown Chandler. 